for all things MMA and boxing on WFUV Sports. Man, every single time I hear that <laughs> intro, the very end, I think, what happened to Rose Namajunas? Like, where is she? Like, she's fun, fun November, <laughs> something like that? Yeah, Gone. she's in the know. division. I don't know. Probably anyway. ranked higher. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back to Pound for Pound, WFUV's home for all things combat sports. I'm your host, Andrew Canary, and I'm joined once again by Riley Lucas, Mati Dembele. We got Brian Raybacks on the sticks as well. Um, <laughs> there's some fun fights to preview this weekend, and we have a whole bunch of stuff to unpack from this past weekend tank davis could be the new face of boxing could and be could be <laughs> and sergey pavlovich possibly swung his way into a heavy heavyweight title shot we're gonna get into it but first how are you guys doing i mean i'm doing great after this weekend <laughs> i'm sure you know why i know Madi's doing great as well yes you just i am 50 percent this is this is my highest shooting percentage i'll say that <laughs> yeah. so uh i can't i can't complain can't complain yeah, I guess I'm the only person here that got all of my picks wrong. I'm very <laughs> upset. Yeah, I guess we really ran the gambit of just we got one person that has perfect picks. Not to brag, yeah, it's yeah. me. <laughs> Near perfect. Don't, and give, then, don't give her yeah, all the Don't credit. worry, Madi. You still defended your uh, title as like the resident boxing guy here again. Your boxing pick, right? <laughs> and that actually is the perfect segue into our first segment, which is Gervonta Davis. Defeating Ryan Garcia via KO in round seven, a minute and 44 seconds into that round. Nice little body shot sends Garcia to the canvas, unable to answer the 10 count. He gets called uh, out by knockout. Gervonta Davis is uh, the winner of the fight. And afterwards, possibly, he was called the uh, new face of boxing. Hmm. Um, I want to dive into that claim first. What do you guys think? Do you think that's true? Do you think that's uh, false? I'll let you take this one okay. first. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, first, I want to congratulate Tank Davis and myself for picking it perfectly. <laughs> exact round TKO uh, knockout by Tank Davis. Don't jinx it. You know what? I'll, I'll keep it there. I'll just keep it at that. I won't jinx it. The left hand was super fast. I actually did not see. I had to replay it a couple times, but I yeah. believe it was a liver shot yeah. that uh, you see Ryan, he jerks up and then he throws two quick jobs, goes on the knee. Uh, as for Tank, very, very good fight. Uh, I expected him to win the boxing IQs. their power in both hands. But to Ryan, um, he's a modern-day superstar. A lot of guys don't like Ryan because he doesn't, especially like boxing purists, he's not a, he's not a traditional star. You know, uh, pretty boy with uh, sponsors from Amiri. He brings in a large social media uh, presence, but he came in and... He actually wanted this fight. This is the fight that I would want to say save boxing. When you think about boxing, um, who's the best guy at heavyweight? All right, Wilder and then Fury, and then they go at it. Uh, we always talk about Hagler and Hearns, yeah. uh, the middleweight <laughs> king. Uh, we never got to see that, but it, it's like that type of fight. It's those fights that people want to see, and it pushes the sports forward. Uh, I appreciate Ryan for uh, going after this fight, and 
he has two options, as you said before, Andrew, off camera. Uh, he could either go down the Adrian Bronner path where you talk all this nonsense and then you lose and then you just lose your macho or you could learn from this. So I think Ryan has nothing but to learn from this. And, uh, yeah, great on both sides of uh, gentlemen. Uh, in terms of the face of boxing, with there with Canelo Alvarez and Tyson Fury, I think those two men are probably the baddest in the world. No, those two don't bring the box office appeal like Tank. Tank with his money team, uh, he's just a marketable fighter. I will say he's one of the faces, not the absolute face, but he's Agreed. just launched himself into another stratosphere. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with that statement. Um, I think he's the up and coming face, but yeah. I don't think he's that yet. Not there I yet. think this was a huge step in the right direction, and I think he's the face of boxing from a social perspective, a hundred percent. I think most people who don't know the sport would a thousand percent say they know Gervonta Davis, and you know that's important. People don't think that's you know a big deal. It's about skill, but a matter of fact, that's what brings the viewers in. So I think that you know from that perspective, he is. But you know, I agree with what you said. You have people like these other boxers who've been around these heavyweights, and I just don't think. Tank is up to that caliber yet. Like I don't think he's any. He's a Tyson Fury. I don't. Um, I think he will be in the future. I think he knows what he's doing. Rocking with Floyd Mayweather. I think he's going to get him on the right path. Yeah. And I think in a, a couple more wins under his belt, then he will be. But I think he still has a little bit to go. Absolutely. I think Canelo Alvarez is still ahead of him in that regard. Yeah. No. I think Canelo is definitely a bigger pull at this point. I think um, stylistically and technically, yeah. he's just a better fighter. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just a whole other argument. But I do want to say, I mean, he puts, I think, for one, it puts him on a different level of superstardom. I think he's kind of in an in-betweener of, like, uh, like a Ryan Garcia now at this point yeah. and, like, a Tyson Fury at, like, yeah. the very top level of boxing. Um, but he puts butts in seats. And I will, I do want to say, big credit to Ryan Garcia because he was half Thank that you. pole. I mean, it was a pretty much packed stadium. Um, <laughs> me and Madi were talking a little bit about, like, the walkouts and just the production value of yeah. the entire event with Chief Keefe walking out. Out That's when I knew it was Davis. over. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I honestly, when Ryan Garcia walked out to the Hill song, I, I mm -hmm. felt so guilty. I'm like, oh my God. I'm yeah. <laughs> like, God's going to be so disappointed I did not pick this kid. <laughs> and then Gervonta <laughs> walked out to Chief Keefe right after. I was like, oh my God. I mean, it kind of like goes back to our previous episode perfectly of how these guys are two sides of the same coin. Yes. One is like, completely uh the like i don't know boy. yeah yeah the choir yeah boy. they exactly. both are a little corny but in completely different ways yeah. exactly. so it, it's yeah. funny but like you said i do want to touch on ryan garcia because he really impressed me this fight mm -hmm. i think that out of this whole fight that's what i got the most out of it truthfully because i wasn't expecting him to hold his own like that and if it wasn't for that liver shot you know i thought it was really close Absolutely. fight yeah. It, yeah it was i mean you saw like the predicted rounds and yeah. there was a couple rounds where i was like that definitely went to ryan garcia so if that would have went the distance it really you know was a matter of i was starting to get nervous you know what <laughs> I, what i will say is up until that point i think he had a huge shot to uh, i think it was straight to D davis's head yeah. where he had him wild so ryan had mm -hmm. a really really good fight outside of the big shots and sometimes that's what comes down to it it took tank davis's one of his best punches to take down ryan yeah uh, mm -hmm. this is a young kid that nobody wanted to win like it's like nobody wanted him to win yeah like mm -hmm. people picked him but it's almost like tank had the the heart of the people yeah and ryan he took the win on he took the loss on the chin honestly yes. um he went after the the big fight um and he found out but to continue yeah. to go out and do that i, I i'm proud yeah, of he, yeah he i mean he I'm carried himself extremely well Absolutely. especially after the fact especially with the fact that golden boy where were they <laughs> i mean i don't know if you, you guys saw that i did yeah. not see this yeah. i came i was late to the game that was a big thing for me i saw i noticed it when they were walking out to the ring i was like that's weird oscar de la hoya and a lot of reps from golden boy no one was really out there with him so i was like hmm, that's weird 
maybe they're just not doing that. I don't know. And then, you know, when Tank walks out, he has the whole money team with him. So I was like, okay, that's kind of yeah, odd. Yeah, like Floyd Mayweather, yeah. arm in arm with him. You got him. chains, yeah. like Chief Keefe. You got Chief Keefe there. Like, everyone yeah, was with exactly. him. But then, even when they were ringside, it was like, no one was really there for him. Yeah. Joe Goosen was, like, the only one on the side of the ring. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, still weird. And then what really got me was when the post-fight press conference, it was just Ryan and his dad and someone else. I forget who it was with him. I know his brother was there. And then, again, Tank had the whole money team there. And it was just a bad look for Golden Boy. It really was. You said it was because of death threats? Is that what I heard? Well, I... So... I personally left some hate comments on Oscar. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Doing I the people's help, work. Yeah, people's I couldn't work. help myself. I would like to add, I got 4,000 likes, no biggie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is my 15 minutes of fame. Let me enjoy it. All right. But no, so I commented, and he got a lot of hate. All the comments on his post, it was basically saying, you know, congrats to both fighters, and everyone noticed. Everyone was saying something about it. And then he made a statement. It's just a video of him being cheesy as ever. And talking about how the reason he didn't go out there was because he f- was heard he heard he's getting death threats, and that was kind of that's the like most the nothing soft, excuse yeah. of all time. With what all I the security say. in that place, number one, number yeah. two, like I'm sure Ryan Garcia was getting more death threats than you. Yes, and three, I'm sure even on the money team side and Tank side, you know Ryan Garcia is a strong fan base. Yeah, and, and either also, way, you guys Tank have the Davis best. isn't the most liked person of all time exactly. either, or Floyd Mayweather. That's my point. Like they probably and were getting stuff too. It just comes down to like, I, there's uh, what I love about combat sports so much is that it's a whole thing with like respect and like the yeah. times where that gets violated is like work becomes real, real fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, especially for people that are in your corner, mm-hmm. like especially a fellow fighter, I feel like you he would. I feel like yeah. De La Hoya exactly. would understand that and just like him piecing out on him. That's like the worst thing that you could possibly do. Just back up your guy, you know? Exactly. And I mean, not to cut you off, but it's also a terrible look because of what Canelo said in the past Mm -hmm. about Oscar De La Hoya. Like, this is kind of what he led up to, that Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy. Not just what not just what Canelo said in the past, <laughs> but what Dana White has gone on national television and said. Like you Very said true, about yeah. combat sports, I think the main thing is empathy for your guys, right? You're hitting each other. It's almost like football in the NFL. You take care yeah. of each other because it's such a violent sport. I would say this is on par with Oscar De La Hoya. I mean, he's a he was a great boxer. Eleven world titles, six weight classes, accolades out the ears, but. The main thing that I noticed about him is he doesn't take care of his guys. He doesn't take care of the guys in his corner. He started a new promotion. He didn't know any of the guys' names. He threw Chuck Liddell, uh, a, a, a super like old a, Chuck, yeah. geriatric Chuck a Liddell. A geriatric Chuck Liddell. You could in his prime. Yeah. You could have knocked him out with a crowbar over the head. <laughs> threw a geriatric Chuck Liddell in the ring to go <laughs> get killed. Like, he doesn't I, yeah. care about the guy. I no, think he he's doesn't. A, he, he doesn't. He's a for self kind of person. Exactly. Yeah, so, actually, when Riley told us this a little bit before this podcast started, uh, my first thing out of my mouth was, I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed. Like, I feel like at this point, he would just learn to, like... redeem himself. Not even, like... Some people's like... I'm purely, like, I don't think he's a good person at this point, but just to save face. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just, like, for a good promotion, just be out there. Like, you don't even have to say anything. You know people are going to talk about it if you don't. (laughs) Exactly. You know you're going to get, like, hate if you don't. So, that, that was crazy to me, that whole ordeal. And, you know, I I also want to apologize to Ryan Garcia because before this podcast, the last week, I said... I feel like Ryan Garcia is a weaker version of Oscar De La Hoya, which I now want to take back because Oscar De La Hoya proved that he is one of the weakest dudes out there for not being there for Ryan Garcia. That w- that really disappointed me, and that was kind of my last straw with him. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I think we do want to highlight 
Ryan Garcia is just, uh, I mean, his willingness to take this big fight mm -hmm. and just uh, all the props to him, but also, you know, big props to Tank. But I do want to focus a little bit on Garcia's performance. You guys did talk about it a little bit. I do want to bring it back before we eventually move on to the UFC fight night. Mm -hmm. um, Garcia's performance, it was really respectable, and I yeah. think you guys hit on a lot of good points, but... I think it kind of links back to like the way that he got finished is just his inexperience as a fighter. Yeah. Um. And you saw him like Marty. You said that uh, Garcia was able to land a really nice right hand early on against Tank. And that's something that I said that I felt like he needed to do to win those early rounds where Tank's kind of passive. Um. But to that same extent, I felt like he got really overzealous after that point. I want to see. I want to know if you guys saw that too. Like really, just swinging wildly and just like going so forward with the pressure that mm -hmm. ended up leading him to, you know, get countered and get knocked out. Because we saw that early on in the first round or yeah. second round where he got dropped, and obviously in the final, you know, seventh round. Mm -hmm. I mean, with you just mentioned that he got dropped in that second round. It, he's overzealous. I mean, like especially with uh, younger guys coming up and trying to make a name for themselves like when they feel that pressure they're going to they're obviously going to let everything out i think it was a bit um undisciplined at times and again tanks boxing iq is off the charts like yes. it's ridiculous he's one of the exactly smartest boxers that i could think of off the top of my head um but i i i didn't expect any different you know it's a young kid who's coming up and he's fighting tank davis which is by far the best opponent he's probably ever faced uh and he had his moments of course when you're going forward like that and you're just giving it all you're going to land some uh good shots but you're going to get yourself in trouble more times than not so i kind of expected it like you think raul rosas versus like christian mm -hmm. christian rodriguez uh, I can't say that I didn't expect that. Yeah. Like I expected Ryan, especially to take uh, advantage because Tank, again, he's a very slow slaughter. He doesn't start off for, uh, early in the rounds. Yeah, that was a good comparison there because that's kind of how I felt. I felt that Ryan was just, it's almost as if he was just excited to get out there, show people what he could do. He yeah. has the speed. He has the energy. And he, he was killing it, but he's not smart out there. Yeah. And I think that's going to come with time because he's clearly, you know, an amazing a boxer. I yeah. mean, we saw that he has he has the speed, he has the agility, he has a great left hook. You know, he has power, he has all these things that are necessary. He just needs to think smart when he's in the ring, and that's something Tank does perfectly. Which actually, I was shocked by Tank with that. I always knew he had a great fight IQ, but I didn't think his boxing IQ was that high oh, no, and that of, impeccable. It, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He just timed everything so perfectly and was so smart in that ring. Because first round, I really thought I'm like. Okay, I think Ryan Garcia might win this. I was getting nervous, and then even in that second round, up until he knocked him to the ground, mm -hmm. I still I was like, "Wow, this is gonna go to Ryan Garcia this round." He looks so calm and composed, though. Like yeah. when Garcia was like throwing those wild hooks and like really pressuring him, I just like I don't know. I was so impressed with how Davis was just kind of like slowly mm -hmm. stepping back, ducking the hooks, you know, Correct. making his defensive moments so they didn't get hurt, but just also like how calm he was that's the mayweather yeah. that's the mayweather i know it's the mayweather it right there yeah the only thing that worries me about not just tank but just you know the whole money team in general is i feel that you know they care you know a lot about holding on to that record which is yeah. obviously who wouldn't so i feel they they avoid sometimes fights that people want to see mm -hmm. i do i don't know if that's just a oh, hot i can take. definitely see that i, I mean, do i think they they try to avoid them and they'll take you know big name fights like ryan garcia but yeah. they knew they were gonna win that i mean stevie wonder saw that coming like that's just how i see it like i, mean, I feel like i really was confident on that i mean that's just a big 
plight with or like big uh, complaint people have with Floyd Mayweather's career where yeah. like I don't know like the big thing where he fought Canelo before his prime and then yeah. he fought like a couple champions like a Gotti as he was coming down from and his prime. And then he doesn't circle back. And then exactly he doesn't circle back yeah. and when Canelo's like alright I'm ready for that fight again he's like okay I'm gonna go retire now. <laughs> so, yeah. You know? And I, that's that's why you know not to jump too far ahead here but that's why I don't think we will be seeing a Ryan Garcia tank again. I don't because oh, really? I think Ryan Garcia is going to improve tremendously and I don't think Gervonta is going to want to risk, you know, losing to Ryan Garcia. He already beat him. You know what the it's thing is? I've there. never taken Tank Davis. You know, it's the character of the person. Like Mayweather, you could definitely side out. I mean, Tank, I think, is comes from the Mayweather camp, but I think he, he's a dog. I don't think he's the type to run away. 28, kind of fresh. I mean, we'll see. And also, like, <laughs> I think, I don't know, maybe it's just my own personal way of, like, yeah. receiving these guys. But I think Mayweather, like doesn't care as much of what people say about him as much as Tank Davis does. Yeah, like if that's a good I point. feel like somebody can really get under Tank Davis's skin like Ryan Garcia really did. Yeah. And he's like, All right, screw it, I'll accept the fight, you know? Yeah. Um, versus Floyd Mayweather where he's like, put the money on the line, then we'll see what happens. Okay. You know? So I think it's different. But you you did, you know, bring yeah. up my next question and that is do you want to see a rematch eventually without the 10-pound rehydration clause? Because if you guys don't know out there, um, this fight had a stipulation of a 10-pound rehydration clause, which essentially it was at a catchweight bout, which they both weighed in at 136 pounds. And then from there, they only were allowed to rehydrate up to 10 pounds, which is a disadvantage for Garcia, who likes to fight a little bit heavier. Um, in the post-fight interview, he said, yeah, I did feel a little bit weaker, mm. but, you know, then again, also, he didn't make any excuses. He was like, yeah, I feel weak. Which I like to Loved his character. Yeah, yeah. loved Great his character. Yeah. The post-fight, uh, you know, just pride, I guess he had. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he held his head up high. Mm -hmm. But going off of that, though, do you guys want to see that rematch? I mean, personally... I think he needs a couple tune-ups. Tune-up fights. Yeah, that's exactly where I was gonna go. Conor McGregor jumped in the jumped in. Uh, I believe he went backstage with Ryan Garcia mm -hmm. immediately after, and he said he wanted to see the rehydration. Uh, Ryan Garcia he wanted to see the fight uh, without the rehydration clause. Ryan Garcia said he's most comfortable. I said I believe it was 140, and he was forced to cut down at a weight that he was uh, more uncomfortable in. This whole fight, I will say, was stacked against like the fight. Like people wanted to see Tank D Davis win. Like the weight was for Tank. D like everything was stacked. But against that's Ryan. my point too. Going back to the whole money team yeah. thing, like, they yeah, do things in their favor and. Obviously, I Fair. love Gervonta Davis, but this showing to me was exactly that. Like they set him up. This was definitely like a yeah. hit piece if you look at it. Yeah. But I would definitely like to see. I think Ryan Garcia definitely needs to tune up because there's this old adage in boxing. Um, the sequel is never better than the original. And in the sequel, the first guy is just going to do what he did to the second guy, only quicker. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I don't think I don't think Ryan Garcia wants to wants an immediate rematch especially with the money Definitely team because it's not just tank davis it's the money team you're fighting mm -hmm. uh he's gonna want a few tune-ups get your confidence back uh try to land big shots and you know you're gonna you're gonna want to you're gonna you're gonna get back there especially with a guy like tank davis who may be goaded into taking a second fight where he could lose so just take your time with it you'll mm -hmm. get right back there and just uh do what you had to do i think it's there. i think it's also worth noting too that he wasn't like a i feel like it's definitely a different situation but he wasn't like adesanya after that third prayer fight where he's like i want that rematch immediately, immediately. <laughs> garcia was like all right i lost i need to take some things back Very to smart. lab work on it so um riley what do you think you don't want to see know, the rematch i I obviously would in the future. Like I said, I don't think it's going to happen, if not like anytime soon. What I really want to see <laughs> is Devin Haney. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, my yeah. boy. I love Devin Haney. He's, you know, my favorite boxer. So I would love to see that happen. May 20th, Lomachenko. 
Yeah. See, we're, I we're think gonna... Tank should fight the winner of that. Yes. And I, I'm yes. hoping the winner is Devin mm-hmm. Haney. We'll break that down over, at a later over date. Yeah. Is yeah, that a stay prediction? Tuned for that. I, I don't want to give a prediction yet. <laughs> I'm saying I hope because I like Devin Haney. I'm not getting to the logistics yet. Yeah, Lomachenko's <laughs> scary I'm guy. I'm not putting that out there yet. Come <laughs> <Yeah>. on. I'm on <laughs> a record. Early. Let's not forget. Too early. Yeah. Wait. Who gets all the fight picks right? Okay. I just want to. All right. <laughs> moving on. Next segment. Next, <laughs> next segment. segment. <laughs> anyway, though, but uh, yeah, no, fantastic fight. And we will be previewing that Lomachenko Haney fight. Which is going to be so on. exciting. I know. I can't wait for and that. And then fight. this is just my last remark before we do switch mm-hmm. topics. You know, I forgot to add this when we were mentioning the face of boxing. I think we have to note, too, that in a couple weeks, Tank is facing charges for his 2020 hit and run. Yeah. And a lot of people, I mean, we've seen in the past multiple ways this could play out. He could either, you know, get in a lot of trouble and face the repercussions. He could, you know, get the whole celebrity treatment probably will happen and yeah. not and not get many repercussions. Or, you know, sometimes we've seen in the past with people like Mike Tyson, when they do face these repercussions... It makes them more of a self-less figure. They get out of prison and they're like, I don't think he would face anything too crazy like Mike Tyson did. But that almost like helped his career in a way. People started rocking with Mike Tyson when he got out of the pen. Like they were like, oh, we love this dude. So obviously I don't think that's going to happen for Gervonta. But it was a hit and run in 2020. Anything could happen. I have a feeling he's going to get the celebrity treatment. Nothing too much. But I think it's, you know, important to note that this may hurt if he's the face of boxing i feel like people might be um turned off by that per se yeah no definitely and i think that's something to keep in mind and we'll definitely uh i think talk about that when that decision does come out it's going to be interesting to see how it pans mm-hmm. out um probably a bigger fight than the ryan garcia fight for him <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> i agree with that jokes aside though <laughs> we're gonna move on to the uh ufc fight night Blades, or let me do that again. Curtis Blades versus Sergey Pavlovich. <laughs> Before we unpack that fight, I'm very upset. I'm, ugh, I don't even want to uh, get. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. Talk about Can it you really? guys just hype me up one more time? I yeah. could have right? No, I could have been 100 percent today. <laughs> I know Curtis Blades, man. Just fight. Anyway, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into <laughs> what it. What did I, I tell you guys? It. What did I tell you guys? You never bet against a Russian. Oh I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, though, I do want to unpack some controversy that happened in the main card leading up to that main event fight, which was Bobby Green versus Jared yes. Gordon. That ending in a no contest in the first round due to a headbutt. It was a pretty close fight. I'm not sure if you guys were watching yeah. all too closely until Jared Gordon was dropped and finished due to a clash of heads. Bobby Green was kind of eyeing to go in with a left hook or a left straight, and they ended up just clashing heads. Lean Gordon to be dropped, and then from there, Bobby Green just finished him with elbows and punches and everything like that. But the big thing that came out of this obviously ends in no contest, so neither fighter gets anything added to their um, record other than just a you know big fat one no contest, which no one likes to see. Nobody. And then on top of that, neither fighter gets their win bonus, causing a mm. really pissed off Bobby Green to completely walk out of the post fight press conference. Um, completely saying like i need my money i want my money after being asked like what did you think about the finish um clearly upset and i do feel bad for him in respect in some respect but then green the then goes on to the mma hour show with ariel hawani big shout out one of the best uh mma journalists of all time um and essentially he says that gordon needs to uh man up and something to that sense which i don't i can't really see but yeah the thing i want to ask you guys is like did you watch this live and like what were your reactions to it you know i didn't watch it live because i was gearing up for the boxing match but what i will say is i went back and watched it and 
I thought it was intentional. To me, I mm, it looked woo. very intentional to me. Wow. I'm not going to lie. And I think the way Bobby Green reacted in the press conference, the post-fight press conference, I think that kind of gave me a bad taste in my mouth. He was very defensive and very aggressive and angry about it, which I'm sure he's mad about the payout. But I think if anyone should be mad, it's Jared Gordon. Gordon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think because, you know, it was a good call on the ref's behalf. It really was because after that headbutt, you could see okay. how – no, huge. He was. I do want to say that huge credit to the refs because a lot of times, in you know previous years, they Mazagati. would completely yeah they, yeah exactly <laughs> Mazagati air Yamasaki air like they would completely <laughs> just miss it and then yeah. be like all right Bobby Green here's your 50k win bonus and everything performance yeah, yeah. of the night so and that was huge a, a good call for but, sure yeah yeah because then after you know he gets on top of him he's throwing these punches to the head and it was very much so like you could see how much that shook up Jared Gordon. Like he was, he was like, he got rocked with that headbutt. So I think that it wasn't fair to him. If anyone, he's the one who yeah. got the headbutt. No, 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 totally What, what are you going to say, Monty? What Let's I'm going to say is this. I think the overall question is, and, and Andrew, you had this written down was, is there a realistic way to stop headbutts in the MMA? For two reasons, no. I say no. One, obviously, because it's combat sports, right? In, in the, in the events and throughout the flow of combat sports, things happen. And, some things you can't anticipate and that headbutt i will say for the second reason it's freakish like i haven't like i can't remember off the top of my head where somebody like got headbutted in the ufc and they were flustered i don't think it was intentional again just for the fact that it was in the flow of it um it's kind of weird that they called it after like i understand you can't call it during the fight like Mm -hmm. the, the whole thing is weird to me um what i will say is i think bobby green it should be upset I feel like he's entitled to be upset. I think t- saying Jerry Gordon should man up is a bit much. You know, it yeah. takes a special kind of person to enter UFC. If ring. anything, he should be apologetic in my eyes. That's how I feel. I understand yeah. that. I understand that. A I little also... bit. Just pretend to be. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Just you know, pretend. The De La Hoya thing, yeah. you know, I also see Bobby Green's side because it's like, you know, again, it takes a special character to enter the UFC. And he yeah. and it's his money that he's worried about. And you, money has been a big problem in the UFC, like, for a very long time. People have been going at Dana uh, for the longest about it. Um, I understand his side, man. That's that's all I could really say about it. It's it's freakish. Like, it's probably not going to happen again for a very long time. I, I I feel bad for Jerry Gordon. He got his head bashed in. We try to take care of he each other. He can't catch this a is, break. He can't. He really he can't. can't <laughs> catch My man a was break. on top of the world with that Patty Pimblett fight, even though he was like getting brought down by every fan yeah, imaginable. He just can't win. And then. Just and then this, this catches yeah. CTE momentarily. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this guy can't catch a break. And Bobby Green, I, I understand the emotion. Uh, you gotta, you gotta direct that better. But I understand, like, it yeah. just, I understand it. See, it, it just, I don't know. I, I agree though that you can't avoid a headbutt. You know, it just, yeah. it could happen. It's an accident. There's no way to fully prevent that. But I just really think in this case, you know, it's. I don't know if you like. Did you guys watch the clip? Like, no, I, no, the I clip. saw the clip. I saw the clip, but like, he just he. It was the way he lunged at him. He yeah. lunged with his head so, forward and then rammed his head forward a little bit while he lunged. And at Gordon's him. like coming down to try to get against. Yeah, yeah it was like, like he came like at shooting. Him, like, yeah, first. I think he was going against the takedown. Which and he had his eyes closed too, if you really look closely. And to know. me, to go in yeah. at someone head down, like shoulders so I back. I don't know. I don't think it was intentional, <laughs> yeah. but. I think that there's certain fighters that kind of... Dirty? Not dirty, mm. but, like, since I think... I, I agree with both of you guys that headbutts really can't be prevented in the UFC. Yeah. Um, as Joe Rogan always <laughs> like to say, you zig, they zag. I yeah. mean, it's just, like, it's just how random the sport is. You mix grappling, striking, mm-hmm. clinch work. Somebody's going to get headbutt or some weird thing's going to happen. That's yeah. kind of hard to prevent. But... 
because of that rule where refs can't really catch it, especially how quick it happens yeah. in an instant, some fighters really love to kind of work their game plan into, you know, getting a cheeky, cheeky. head. Yeah, a little yeah, cheeky, cheeky head button there. <laughs> like, actually, Henry Cejudo, who's coming back in almost like two weeks. Wow, yeah. that, that yeah. fight night's getting real close, that <laughs> USC pay-per-view, I know. Um, he'll normally, like, shoot him for a takedown, <laughs> then go up into a clinch. And as he's going up into a clinch, he'll whip his head up and try to, like, hit the guy in the chin. And it's not something that he's, like, come out and said, like, Hey, this I is, do you, know, that, but you notice it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you just notice it in every fight, and he's headbutted a couple guys in his UFC tenure. So, it's just something to, uh, it's it's something definitely interesting. It's it's definitely something. It's definitely like in other sports, like I could think of like in baseball, like nine game actions where it's like, okay, I look at you, but you're probably not going to get thrown out for that. But it's cheeky. I could think of like Chris Paul. He's a perfect example of a cheeky player. Yeah. John Jones with the eye pokes. If we're going to keep it in MMA, it's one of those things, man. I don't know, maybe because he's going down, his head straight, and then Gordon's trying to protect against the the takedown. I I don't know if it's cheeky. I, I just I, I don't know. It's one of those freak things that I just I don't know. I'm not trying to say it was funny because it was not funny. <laughs> no, but this is such a Bobby Green thing to happen oh, to me. It? So I, all right. Is it? <laughs> it in made context, me almost chuckle like, a little bit. I, I like, really. Yeah. I hope Gordon <laughs> gets better and everything. I you know I hope well wishes to him. But it is the most Bobby Green thing ever. It is so <laughs> yeah. hilarious, especially since he showed up to the pre-fight pe- press conference earlier in the week with a stack of like sixty thousand dollars, and yes. he was like, "This is my money, man. This is my bonus That's what money." I mean. It, it kind of <laughs> made me laugh. I'm like, "This is great." And he ended up not getting it. Yeah, so I guess he need that money on hand then. Yeah, <laughs> but that's crazy. I yeah. So ironic, but uh, yeah, definitely something unfortunate in UFC, and uh, just not a good result for both fighters. No. I mean, both these guys are going to be out for a while now. Uh, Gordon definitely is going to be out for a while. He's going to have to recover for a bit. And Bobby Green doesn't get his payday. So, (laughs) unfortunate, but uh, just a little bit of controversy with every UFC card, I feel like. But uh, moving on to the main event, this one, I was was very, very upset. We're going to get into it. Sergey Pavlovich. Sorry, one more time. No, sometimes I hate hate it here. (laughs) I know, I know. Hey, how do you think I feel? I oh had my both God. of my picks wrong. Well, that's usually me. Yeah. I, I'm there. Can't relate. Yeah. Oh, wow. Can't wow. relate? Okay. We'll see, we'll see with our predictions uh, just in a yeah, bit. Yeah, uh, I've been getting really cocky lately. I know I'm on a roll, but now I'm scared. I know. So. I did I did some like tape review for this next prediction. I'm not messing around anymore. But <laughs> anyway, anyway. Sergey Pavlovich defeats Curtis Blades yes, via KO, TKO. Round one, three minutes into the fight, huge win for Pavlovich. He extends his KO streak in the first round to six. Um, wow, I am so upset after being on this podcast last week and saying, hey, guys, Curtis Blades can really win this one. He can really stop the hype train. That is Pavlovich. He just needs to go out and wrestle, work that clinch. For him to just go out there and be like, I just want to strike. I just want to strike. I want to strike with yeah. one of the scariest, scariest strikers in the heavyweight division. What are you thinking, man? What's going on? Can I go first? You'll have yeah. to fine. You can go. go first. He didn't even strike. It, it was a stand up. I didn't. I saw. I saw very minimal striking from him. I mean, he had a few good leg kicks. I mean, he had like some good moments, but he completely went away from his game, and he played. He played Pavlovich's game. I. I. I <laughs> We're so he, upset with that. I yeah. pick Curtis Blades. Which because, is, you know, honestly, though, like from your perspective, like obviously I knew Sergey was going to win, but <laughs> I just want to throw it out there one more time. Well, just but, one more. <laughs> just maybe a couple more. Okay. But um, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that I at least thought he would be, you know, shooting for the takedown. I thought he would be trying to incorporate some wrestling in there in that first round. And he really just, he has a terrible 
fight IQ. That's what I would say there. He just doesn't think. He's like, this isn't what you're good at. You're yeah. you're doing exactly what yeah. you should not be doing here. <laughs> and it's so hard to watch, honestly, because even though I wasn't even rooting for him, I wanted to like get out there and be like, no, like just make it competitive. Just, yeah, make like, it competitive. Or like do what you're good at. Like you know what your skill is. You like, know these things. By far, I would say the best, the wrestler, best wrestler at the heavyweight it, division. He's so good. And he just doesn't utilize his talent. Like that. He's dumb. When he fight when he fought Alexander Volkov, it was. Uh, like literally the biggest threat for Curse Blades in that fight was his gas tank was yeah. how many times he took down Volkov in that fight and just made him completely ineffective. I wanted to see that type of Curtis Blades and we just didn't we just get it. Didn't. Like he no. he had his moments in the fight and I will say that like his striking has gone noticeably better but not to the point where you can just strike with Pavlovich. Not with that guy. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. Somebody that has so much power and is so explosive. And I do have my problems with Pavlovich's technique I think he could be a little uh I agree too a little I guess like a little Ryan Garcia a little overzealous a little wild yeah I mean if you really look at his shots during that first round he missed like five in a row he was just swinging like crazy he's going crazy for it but Blades did nothing listen when I think about Curtis Blades off the top of my head I'm thinking he's probably the what maybe one two three gone Jones, Pavlovich, mm-hmm. Miocic, maybe four of the fifth best guy in that division. And the only real guy who I, I saw stood in his way was Ngannou when he was in the UFC. Yeah. I thought I thought Blades would be like a real content. After that yeah. last fight, I'm like, I don't know. Like he took down Tui. Tui yeah. Like, he took down <sighs> Tai Tuivasa when he was hot. Yeah. Like he's beating Derek. I, I, listen, I, have nothing yeah. to I mean, say. I have nothing to say. Listen, anyone who's hitting a slot machine. Before their fight is winning, like I don't. Oh even yeah, need no, to I saw that skills. photo too. Yeah. yeah. So for our fans at home, Pavlovich, like in the hours leading up to his huge fight, his first main event against Curtis Blades, the fourth <laughs> ranked guy in the world, he is in that slot machine, yeah. just going for it. And they know? asked him about it. Him, they asked him about it in the press conference, and he he laughed. And then you know the translator translated him saying that basically they were on their way about to go and his friend was like oh have you ever played one of these things you know and he was like nope never have and they're like all right cool let's just do a couple rounds as if you know he doesn't have one of the biggest fights and, and you know a main card slot destroys like <laughs> yeah okay. good for him man good for him, he, for him. he gets everything yeah he, he needs everything that he's and i will say to. i i agree completely that he was he's almost sloppy he is he yeah. he's so dependent on how he does have these you know great shots and such power that he is a little sloppy, but there's also such a unique way about how he came about it. I mean, he faked low, acting like he was going to go for a takedown, and then he threw an uppercut in a completely different direction mm-hmm. and then punched mm-hmm. the jab yeah. forward. Yeah, It really, like, I wasn't expecting it either. And it almost as if, like, it opened up Curtis Blades perfectly from the center because he was expecting a whole different thing to occur. Yeah, yeah no, he definitely was, uh, I think it was just like... Uh, I hate to say that it was unorthodox because it mm-hmm. looked very unorthodox, but it was it was a smart game plan. And, yeah, it's just also, like, you highlighted this last week, Riley, and I do want to bring that up because it was a big part of this fight, even though Blades really failed to do this. He shot in for a takedown at pretty much near the end of the fight, like the last minute before You heard it the got announcers finished. going, mm-hmm. like, there it is, like, yeah, once he finally... Finally. <laughs> finally, yeah. But Sergey Pavlovich, he has a, you know, really solid wrestling base, which yeah. you talked about last week on the pod, and... When Curtis Blades shot him for that takedown, he shrugged him off like a, I, I don't know, yeah, like literally trained. nothing. Yeah, like he's, literally was he was ready nothing. for it. Yeah, and I was like, I think as soon as I saw that, I was like, this fight's over. It's 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 yeah. done. It's the fight done. Didn't so start. Problems. And you know, I also said too that he's so good on his feet that he had to make sure that ended ASAP on the feet because yeah. although I know he could fight the takedown and really prevent it from happening, 
if it were to occur, I would have thought that Curtis Blades had this fight in the bag. So by keeping on his feet, he had to knock him out in the first round. So do I think he was a little sloppy throwing every punch possible? Yes. But I also think that was necessary to make sure that ended fast. Something was going to land, knock him out quick before Curtis Blades was able to get a takedown. Yeah, And also on the promotional side too, I mean, to extend that first round KO streak to six, that's, I mean, that's huge. (laughs) And also that, you know, just begs the question. Does Pavlovich steal Stipe Miocic's title shot with this finish? Because, I mean, he's amassed such an amazing record. That one loss Alistair Overeem at the very beginning of this UFC tenure seems like kind of like a mm-hmm. distant memory at this point. This guy is a scary person at the mm-hmm. very top of the heavyweight yeah. division. And I think, at least from what I've seen on Twitter and just a bunch of other, you know, places where people have been talking about it, that they want to see Pavlovich fight John Jones more than Stipe at this yeah. point. That fight that you're talking about, that Overeem fight, was all the way back in 2018. It seems further because he's been on an absolute tear. He's been destroying everybody in his way. I think the more likely fight is going to be John Jones and Stipe Miocic. I think it's one that's been in the works for a very long time. I don't think Dana's going to switch it up. We talked about this. Uh, after John Jones, because I have John Jones, if that happens, which is more than likely to not, I think John Jones beats Stipe Miocic. And retirement is possible for John Jones. I don't see anything else that he has to uh, accomplish. You brought up the excellent point off camera that uh, I don't think Pavlovich just yet brings the pay-per-view of the buys and he doesn't bring that allure he doesn't bring that mystique yet i don't know if john jones would take that fight even before or after miocic i think miocic will happen and then we'll see from there i think that's the likely yeah right i mean i agree although i would rather see pavlovich take that slot because i enjoy watching him fight more i don't think it's going to happen i think it should because sergey's 18 and 1 uh stipe's 20 and 4 and his last fight was a loss and i just really think sergey's shown us that he can handle it. I just don't think it's going to happen, and I do think that John Jones is going to retire after this next one. I think he's going to win as well. I mean, we're jumping ahead to some further yeah. predictions. <laughs> I don't know. You said you think he's going to win. I might have to change it. No, but- hey, I, I've gotten better. <laughs> all right, all right. You're on the come up. You're on the come up. But, no, what I'm trying to say is that I, I just don't think we'll ever see John Jones and Popovich fight, which, you know, I yeah, kind of wish we sucks. would, but I just don't think it's in the cards. I was waiting for kind of the round table to give their answers. There's no chance we're seeing that yeah. fight, at least in my honest opinion, because like like Monty said earlier, um, I said, you know, before we started the pod that Pavlovich just doesn't have that same status that Stipe does. Yeah. Stipe mm-hmm. is still considered probably the greatest he- UFC heavyweight Go. of all time. I've had the yeah. um, it's a way for John Jones to, you know, end it on a good note. Yeah. Exactly. It's a big fight. And, like, I would be so happy to see that Pavlovich-John Jones fight come together because I think that's way more competitive fight, way more exciting. But it's just it, the lore isn't there for John Jones. Yeah. And also, like, the, yeah. it was so hard to get him in the octagon the first time against Cyril Gaon yeah. after so much negotiation and everything. I just can't see him agreeing to that fight. And, you know, I think Pavlovich also should take this luxury of not having a big fight lined up for him and just really focus on working on his techniques and not being so sloppy out there because Mm -hmm. that would just really seal the deal on taking him to the next level. That's the only issue I really saw with him is that he is kind of just sloppy and a mess out there throwing every punch possible. That's an excellent point. A guy like John Jones, I mean, if you want to talk about the most complete fighters ever, John Jones is definitely up there, and he'll crash a landing. Yeah. He can't prevent your takeoff, but he'll crash a landing for a guy like Pavlovich, who is obviously lacking in some areas. So, I mean, just keep working. Uh, it is still, like, you say you don't, you don't see it ever, Ever, never, no. I mean, never say never. Yeah. This is the UFC. You this never is know. Dana White. You never know. It it could happen. It's a far hypothetical, but 
for now, just keep working on what you're doing. If it does come, then it's going to come to you. I know Stipe Miocic is coming off a loss. That is to, of course, Francis Ngannou. I don't like to really count those as lo- It's like, come yeah. on, Francis Ngannou. That's th- what's going to happen, Miocic Jones. And then who knows from there? Who knows from there? Like John Jones said, I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I th- do see retirement, though. I see retirement yeah. as well. Yeah. But I-, I think that you guys actually do hit on a really good point, though, that Pavlovich has a incredible opportunity here mm-hmm. to work on his skills and like really prepare himself for this top mm-hmm. five at the heavyweight division. Because I feel like the heavyweight division doesn't have a whole lot of depth out of all the divisions in the UFC. But Agreed. if you get to that top five, there's some scary dudes. I mean, Tom Aspinall still recovering from that knee injury. When he comes back, that's a scary person. Cyril Gaon working on that ground game. And honestly, that would be a really fun striking matchup, and a bunch of other guys that are really, really scary. So, yeah, um, yeah I think all scary dudes. <laughs> yeah, all scary dudes, and they all punch hard too. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's the that's the tough thing. So, I think uh, Pavlovich. Either way, this pans out for him. I think he's in a real, real good spot. But uh, Curtis Blades, though, I mean, where did I mean? I don't even I don't even want to say he, where he goes from just, here. Uh, I I hate to say it, but he's kind of just a moron. He he really <laughs> is like he he knows what he's good at and he didn't utilize that out there. Yeah. And it's like how how much can we see this? Just you know, I want to like shake him and be like what are you doing? Like you yeah. know the game plan. Like everyone and their mother knew what you were supposed to do out there, but but he didn't. This he didn't yeah, know. like I don't know, like imagine like a Khabib going out against like Justin Gaethje uh, just in that fight, like, and just like yeah. totally striking against him, like flying <laughs> no, knees, like looking be... so like rigid and throwing overhands. Like that's not why he's one of the greatest fighters of all time. I agree, and I just think you know, not to be blunt, but I think you can fix a stance. I think you could fix technique, but I don't think you could fix stupid. And um, I think that's what he oh showed out there. Can't wow. fix stupid. No, you is can't. That, is that you the can't. thing here? He, his. Oh God! It was like his fight IQ out there. It was just hard to watch. It really was. Yeah, yeah. this was a bad one. I, I don't think I don't. I blame me or you for this one. It was like he didn't no. try. It was hey. like it was like Ben Simmons shooting three pointers all day. It was it was bad. And yeah. that's why it was I something picked unexpected. Sergey. Yeah, yeah. Like, See, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just I think it was very expected. I'm not gonna lie. <sighs> I'm not I'm not even trying to rub it in. I just truly think that. So this is what he's shown. Yeah, yeah. So he's going into this fight, you don't, you just don't think he's a, like just the way he fights. You don't think he's just intelligent. I no, exactly. I think that if they're on the floor, he's got to win, but he has to get it to the floor. And I don't think he's intelligent enough to know the scenario and to bring it, it to that point. Yeah, I think that's his biggest issue. And I think with Sergey, you know, like I said last week. Fights start on your feet. So he yeah. had the advantage because that's where he's good. Yeah. He's great on his feet. He, I mean, he knocked him out, so that shows us everything we need to know. But Curtis Blades did not utilize all the time he could have had to go for a takedown. Didn't utilize the wrestling, which is what you're supposed to do to open a fight so that they fear your wrestling. Yes. So then you could stand up if you when want. When you're literally yeah. a wrestler. Curtis like, Blades. Man, I can't believe that. I mean, like. Yeah, that was I, <laughs> where does it go from here? I mean, I could see maybe a rematch with Tom Aspinall because that fight ended really anticlimactically. Maybe like a tie to Ivasa. I don't I know that. Like, I'm so too. like, yeah, I was so excited to see like this fight and like him like really make a bid for a title shot. For yeah, t- and like right that's what I mean. He was right there. No and I feel bad for him. No I one got him into division. You, you <laughs> dispatched. It was wide everybody. open for him, and now he's back down to like square one. He got sent back down to the shadow realm, and I don't even really want to watch him fight after this point because I'm like <laughs> just like it's just like oh. it just like depresses me. Like at I this said, point. you just want to like shake him, and yeah. you know you would think he would know that every guy he's lost to has had crazy ko power yeah like yeah. after all this time he should maybe think hmm 
I'm going to get knocked out again if I don't change what I'm doing in the octagon. Like, I should be going for the takedown. I should be trying to get them on the floor. I should be wrestling these guys. And he just stands there like a moron, and it's really hard to watch, though. This fight cost him. This fight cost him a title shot, I will say that. It's a probably it's probably going to be, like, Alexander Volkov again, tied to Ivasa, yes. Tom Aspinall, or maybe even Biggie Boy. Maybe a lower-ranked guy. I, Derek Lewis, if you want to go. But it's he's Agreed. not... Yeah. Hard shot. watch. He, he did this to himself. I'll say. Yeah. Ah oh, man. It, it, just go back to the lab. I don't know. Work on the fight IQ. I'm I mean, so I could see him fighting not this Sergey again, but maybe Sergey Spivak. Oh okay. And yeah. That'd be a fun fight. Actually. I think that would be good because I, like I think that. you know for him it would give Curtis Blades maybe. Obviously, I think he would still be the favorite in this matchup, a thousand percent, and that would give him, you know, an opportunity to be the favorite and show that he still can be the favorite in the end and come out on top. But I also think this would be good for Sergey to kind of prove himself. You know, if he yeah. wins this, that would prove that he's, you know, yeah. up and coming. The, the second fight, if this if this were a second fight to happen, he would win, and he wins the second fight, he would prove it. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I really think I would. Yeah. That's the only fight I could see right off the top of my head for Curtis Blades right now but I like that fight and also it's like it's in his wheelhouse especially yeah. because Spivak is primarily a wrestler he does have some big power as in everyone at the heavyweight division um but he does like to grapple a whole lot so I mean that could be a good you know bounce yeah, back fight for him maybe yeah just to redeem himself a little bit yeah. you know have a some positive <laughs> yeah, commentary behind his name Oh, Gotta man. get back in the lab and fix his stupid. At least be one, yeah. Sergey. You know what I'm saying? I <laughs> I, yeah, at least we'll have a win over one. Yeah. But this is depressing me too much, so we're gonna move on. I'm man, I'm so upset about that. Anyway, though, we got some fun fights this weekend. UFC Fight Night, uh, Song Yudong versus Ricky Simone. Gonna be a fantastic fight. That one's going down at the bantamweight division. Song Yudong ranked number eight. Ricky Simone ranked number ten. Um, this is a huge fight for Simone, who's trying to become a real legitimate contender at Bantamweight. He kind of bounced around the division um, earlier in his UFC tenure, taking losses to like a Uriah Faber and like a Rob Font. But since then, he's actually been very good in the um, Bantamweight division, amassing like a real strong winning streak. Um, but he's going up against a tough test in Song Yudong, who's ranked number eight. He's trying to bounce back after a loss to Corey Sanhagen back in September. That was stopped due to doctor stoppage. There was a nasty cut that Song had on his like left uh, eyebrow, I believe. Mm. Caused it to be stopped. But other than that, it was a really competitive fight. Um, so going into this, how do you guys see... How do you, wow, let me redo that. Sorry, guys. How do you guys see this fight uh, playing out or pan out? And uh, who wins and how? Hmm. Do you want me to take this one? <laughs> you go. I want to hear what you say. I have my guy. I'm gonna. Oh geez, I'm sorry. I have my guy. I'm, I'm gonna be pretty honest. I'm not excited for this at all. I oh, think wow, this is. Really? I, I'm not. I this fight really does nothing for me. I could really? honestly, I could care less. What? I know that sounds horrible. That's crazy. I think it's just because we're coming off such a great weekend yeah. that to me it's just lame in comparison. True. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm not really eager to see this one. Obviously, I'm gonna watch. Uh, it was a hard pick for me because of that but i'm going ricky simone damn it i got i got song Yadong. Oh, oh okay okay i'm surprised that you're not excited about really this, no though, i because mean, like i am like honestly i think bantamweight's probably my favorite well now i'm excited now. that he has a different pick than me yeah all so, right well, now so you're that, oh, i don't know i think i think i did enjoy the heavyweight this past weekend a lot mainly mm -hmm. because i was on my high horse and i picked it right <laughs> and then you know i love boxing so that gervonta davis fight uh ryan garcia you know, nothing could top that in my eyes. So oh, this 100%. to me is just a, like a mild step down. 
Um, yeah, no, I think any they could have had any fight, you know, it would have been a bit of a step down from yeah, the Yeah, so yes, I yeah. think that's why I'm just a little like, eh, whatever. But, you know, I do have Ricky Simone. I, I'm i glad I, we have different okay, picks. This is fun. Okay. This is, we might be shaking I got it my up. Guy. I, like, I got Song Yadong. Uh, Yo. Let me tell you something. If we're talking about the best fighters, 25 or younger, he's right up there. I mean, he's a striker. He's a stand-up guy. He's 19-7, and seven, I want to say. 3-0 mm-hmm. submission record, 8-2 and two in TKO record. I mean, Corey Sanhagen's ranked number three in the division, I believe. I think he's ranked third. I think uh, you got Sugar Show and then All Jermaine. And then uh, there's somebody in between, if I could remember correctly. Uh, Marab. Marab in between. Uh, so those three guys are ahead of And he fought Corey Sanhangu, who's ranked third. He's really, really good. And it was a doctor stoppage for an yeah. otherwise competitive fight. Like real competitive real fight. Real competitive and fight. Corey Sanhagen, probably my favorite fighter in the Bantamweight division. Really? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you. I thought you were Aljo guy. <laughs> no, I'm a huge Aljo guy. I love Aljo to death. But like, if I'm going to root between, actually, that fight did end up happening during COVID, Corey Sanhagen versus Aljamain Sterling. Yes. I was rooting for Corey. But oh, I wasn't wow. upset when Aljamain won. But we're getting a little off topic here. <laughs> um, that fight was really competitive between Song and Corey. Yeah. I was biting my nails, worried about Corey going into those later rounds up until that doctor stoppage. I thought that Song was looking real really, good really and real good. dangerous yeah. in those later rounds, too. Um, so for that reason, I think I, I'm with you, Mati. I think Song Yudong's going to get it done. And if Uh-oh. he and if he does yeah. get it done, he's he puts himself in the stratosphere with like the like Patreon. Yeah. Well, we he's know how this has worked show. in the past. And when all, you guys yeah. are against me, so I'm, I'm a little oh confident. Now. Yeah, I'm like, also realizing this now too. We can't have another week of us looking like total clowns after us being like we're so confident about the pick, and then she gets it. Right. You know what? I hate to rub it in, but I just <laughs> good. She's been rubbing it in. I'm okay with this. It's like <laughs> this is fine now. This mm-hmm. is fine. I'm used to this. Yeah. There's nowhere to go but up for me. This is how I'm <laughs> going to start. I, I like the mentality. I like it. I mean, uh, you know, it was it was hard for me. I think it's going to go by decision. I don't think there's going to be a knockout. Um, I think it is a close one. I think Song Yudong, he has, you know, he's a dynamite yeah. puncher. He's powerful. He's explosive. Um, I think he's going to carry power throughout the entire fight, which I think is a big thing to mm-hmm. note. Um, the only thing is he really hasn't shown me that he can fully control a fourth and a fifth round yet. And, you know, I do think he has incredibly fast, quick punches, but not to, you know, jump into boxing, but I think that's kind of what Ryan Garcia was in this scenario. Like, I think Ryan Garcia was dependent on those fast, quick punches. And, you know, we know that speed doesn't always win. And although he does have incredible power, I think Ricky Simone has that power too. And I think one thing about Ricky is he has an incredible chin on him. And I think that he could take Song's best punch and then still pop up and be ready for the counter. So I think that's going to be crucial during this fight. I think Ricky has incredible recovery is something we've seen in the past. Um, He's ranked 10, I believe, and Song Yudong is ranked 8. So this would actually be a really great fight for him to win, really crucial to move up that ladder. But I think... I think Ricky, how I see it, is Ricky Simone's going to win at least three rounds here, and that's what's going to seal the deal for a unit. So you decision. think it's going to be a close fight? You think it's yeah. going to be? Because also, I do want to say that Ricky Simone, also, I mean, one of my favorite fighters, also at Bantamweight. I just love the guy for not only his you know personality, but also for his technique and his style. He's a really gritty guy. I think he bumped Jack Shore off of the undefeated yes, uh, record. In um, round which two. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really impressive stuff. And that's kind of just like his whole style. He's a mm-hmm. really gritty, gritty fighter where he'll bring it out into like, you know, the third round, the fourth round, fifth round. Yeah. Really wear on the guy through grappling, elbows, you know, the odd takedown here and there. But he's just a he's just a dog. He's just a fighter. And that's yeah. why I like him so much. But 
he's just going up against a guy with so much power and explosiveness in Yudong. I'm just, uh, mm-hmm. I can't see, see I how he doesn't he, get caught. I here. think he could match the boxing. I think he'd come out with some good body shots. I, I mean, okay. I think the key for uh, Song is going to be don't let it get to that point. The same thing that we talked about with Curtis Blades and Pavlovich yeah. before that went to complete crap. A reoccurring <laughs> pattern with all these fights recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, don't let it get there. I mean, like, I, I really like songs like explosive uh, explosive punches, and if you don't allow it to get deep into the fight, then um, I think he'll be okay. I mean, Ricky Simone just blew me away in the short fight. I'm not going to yeah, hold on to that too really much. Gets round but two yeah, submission. he really impressed me, and I just think he could really keep up with Song Yudong. I think that you know, like I said, it's the same with Ryan Garcia to me. He's fast. He's a quick uh, hitter. He's you know has all these skills in the ring, but I think that Ricky Simone will be able to keep up with that and land some good body shots, and most importantly, recover. I think even if Song Yudong throws his best punch, I think Ricky Simone will be able to recover from that and hit him with a counter. No, and not at that. I don't think there's going to be any knockouts. I hope not. I think it's going to go the distance, which will be nice to see. We've had a lot of fights and short <laughs> recently, so it'll be <laughs> nice to finally see one that does go the distance yep. maybe. Um, yeah, but that's just how I see it ending. I could see it going all the way to fifth round and being close, you know. Uh, definitely – unanimous decision i i can't see it going any other way wow really okay i'm gonna i'm gonna make a bit of a claim here i think third round fourth round stoppage i think song is gonna catch ricky and i don't think ricky's gonna be able to recover i think it's gonna end in a tko i'm, I'm nervous i don't want to lose I'll my, my win streak for, i'll go third round for song tko okay. fair fair now i'm excited all right yeah, I take now, what yeah I said. we got round predictions too Ooh, this is high <laughs> i got my here. record on the line here yeah. like i can't <laughs> listen i'm up. gonna make a delineation between my boxing record and my mma record just so at least one stays intact <laughs> that's what i have to do listen yeah. you gotta hold on to that one i thing. have to hold on to something i don't blame yeah. you i don't blame you. like some- ryan garcia hold on to <laughs> some sort of pride after exactly. that <laughs> yeah. someone send help <laughs> Uh, but that will be a fun fight night. Um, definitely excited to watch that one. I guess Riley isn't, but we'll see. Uh, I am now. I promise. Yeah. After right, this conversation, right. got, you, it got me hot. Great. I'm ready. <laughs> but we do have some other news to talk about before we wrap up. Um, the first one that I want to hit upon is that we actually talked about this guy a little bit a while ago. He fought recently um, in a really good fight. Kelvin Gastelum planning to return dude, to dude. welterweight for the first time since 2016. A huge move for him um, as he hasn't, like I said, hasn't fought in welterweight since 2016, which I believe was like right around the time when he finished up his Ultimate Fighter run. Yeah. Um, I believe he won the Ultimate Fighter. I'm not too positive. Actually, let me look that up right now. I but um, I do actually have a couple questions for you guys. Do you think he can actually, I mean, how? Here, I'll just start off with this. How competitive do you think he's actually going to be at welterweight? Because I definitely do have some worries, definitely. to say the You know, I, I agree. I definitely have some worries. I don't know how this is going to go for him, but I think this is a move in the right direction. I do. Really? I do. Okay. I, 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 you know, I do. I, I really do. I think I, this, that first week we did pound for pound together, I had a lot of negative things to say about him. Oh, Kelvin. Yeah, I did. And he proved me wrong. So what I'm just I'm just trying to keep a positive attitude and hope that he could continue to prove me wrong. I do have a lot of concern, but I think that, you know, he shocked me with what he did that fight. So I think maybe he could shock me again. Well, I, I remember this. I, I did pick him to win that fight. You I, did. I, I did Whatever. pick him Chris, uh, against Chris Curtis. <laughs> so that's one of the. Here we go. Uh, he, he proved me right, actually, because, I, I, again, mm-hmm. I picked him. Uh 
I don't think now. I think the division's a whole nother monster. Leon Edwards, Kamaru Usman, Colby Covington is still there. Kazmad, yeah. Bilal Muhammad, Gilbert Burns, who I said a thousand times is going to yeah. be a champion. Um, I think he'll be in the mix. I, I see him as like a maybe seven, eight times, like Stephen Thompson, Jeff Neal, Sean Bray. I think. Oh, I don't see him saying. going far. I don't see him, but going I see him. Far. <laughs> he'll be, he, he's a guy he that's could in the fit mix. in with the mix. Yeah. I think. Yes. I think he could keep It'll, up. I don't think he's going to rise to the yeah. top. I do want to say a little context for when he actually left welterweight. His last fight at welterweight, 170 pounds, was against Johnny Hendricks, which is like. That's crazy. Like, that's mm-hmm. a – he's so far removed from the UFC yeah. at this point. It's just like – like you said, Monty, the division's changed, changed so, so much. Yeah. And I feel like it's become a lot more competitive since he's left, um, which makes for a really exciting return. I mean, he's got a lot of fighters to pick from and exciting ones at that that create, like, really interesting matchups. But to that same extent, I don't – man, I don't know how far he goes, it, especially it, since yeah. – he had a problem with the weight cut to begin with. That's why he went up to middleweight. That's another thing. I totally forgot about that. Oh, my God. That's a fantastic point. He did say he's going to be working with Dana White's nutritionist. Okay, sure. I will I will add that. He <laughs> said that he's very... I, I, I want to say one thing. So, with during that Chris Curtis fight, my biggest critique of Kelvin was that I don't think he has to drive. I think he... My analogy, I think, was, you know, those kids in high school who are just naturally athletic, and then they get to college, and it's like, oh, shoot. Like, yeah. it all goes downhill <laughs> from here. Like, we're not D1 athletes after all. Like, that's how I saw him. I think he has, you know, a lot of natural ability and natural capabilities, I should say, but he doesn't have that push to take himself to the next level or to really, you know, grind and do things like keep on a diet or, you know, stay in shape. I just don't think he had that. But after what I saw with Chris Curtis... I saw this dog inside him, and I saw it come out, and <laughs> it, it shocked me because I didn't, I didn't pick him. That it's was the there. one fight. Yeah, it's I, been there. I yeah. know. I, I really thought that guy, you know, during the Izzy fight was gone, and I thought because he, I thought it was because of his, you know, lack of caring. I just didn't think he cared. But after that fight, I saw a side of him I haven't seen in years, and I feel that it showed me that he has that drive and that inner push. So. I'm thinking that he could. I think he could keep up if he's serious and, you know, he's met with a nutritionist already. I I feel like, you know, maybe this is his redemption arc almost. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And his boxing was really sharp in that Chris Curtis. Yeah. Like it looked Chris like he he looked like he never left. Um, And it's his drive that really it's the drive for me that really that really draws me towards Kelvin Gastelum. That Izzy fight is Mm -hmm. what really introduced me to him. And and he's a guy that that doesn't give up. He's a guy that that pushes through and perseveres and then he overcomes challenges again. I don't think just that is going to overcome that because if you look at the welterweight division, it's probably the most top heavy division. Like, I think there's definitely better middleweight to a great division. Lightweight. You got guys that bant up. But I think top heavy if you're t- looking at the top guys there's not guys like that in any other division he's definitely not going to contend i think he's going to be in the mix maybe he could get a win over one of these guys i don't know but i think kelvin gastelum hard worker um always fun to watch great guy to watch just just like great heart but i, I don't see him going far I, yeah i'm I don't. I'm very caught. I'm cautious. I would say cautiously optimistic. I'm excited to see what he does at welterweight, and I think that he can do some great things. But that being said, I don't think he's going to really make a big yeah. run for the title. I just okay. uh, I don't see that being possible. I, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen either, but I will think he'll be able to. Uh, I think he'll be able to hold his own for a little yeah. bit. We'll see. I can see Time definitely a couple of wins, but it is interesting that you do say that. Like, I can definitely see that renewed focus, yeah. I guess, especially moving down a way. I mean, that just, it, to actually even make weight, that's a whole lot more work for him. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, but going off that, we do have another little bit of news. Jir Pachachka recovering from his shoulder injury, um, <laughs> which started that whole light heavyweight saga where Jan Blakovic and Magomed Ankalev fought to a draw, and then it got rescheduled with Glover Teixeira and then Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill's your new light heavyweight champion, all because Jir Pachachka had to pull out of that rematch fight with Glover Teixeira in the first place. Um, supposedly, it was a very severe shoulder injury. Very bad. And we did just get our first look at him recovering. And, of course, in Jirpachachka fashion, it is him training on, like, this yacht out in, like, the middle of the ocean, um, like, scuba diving and trying to recover. But with that, he also posted a little bit of um, a pad work video, just, like, him punching the pads and everything like that. And a lot of people in the comments are real worried about how he's looking. And, obviously, really early in his recovery and I don't want to say anything too quick especially for one of the most exciting guys at the light heavyweight division but those punches look real weak and it got got me real worried (laughs) yeah I saw that video and I was kind of like wow this is pretty underwhelming yeah (laughs) it is I mean obviously like you said I think it's very early on into his recovery I think it's gonna hopefully come with time but that video kind of I don't want to say startled me, but I was like, okay. Always something to look at, you know, when a guy who who's known for just being a monster, when he's punching that week, it's it's like you're kind of taken aback. But it's still early in his recovery. Yeah. What I will say is when he does get healthy, and I'm praying that he does, he's going to be thrown in the fire immediately. Oh, like yeah. it's straight back to business. I feel like the heavyweight, the light heavyweight rather, uh, I feel like the light heavyweight division has put, been put on kind of a pause waiting for him. Yeah. I know he's going to have like – Jamahal Hill and, and and all those other guys in Yam, they're all coming for him. Yeah. Let's just say that I feel like I actually feel like in my heart he's the best in the division. Like I, I don't know, Jamahal Hill doesn't scream like light heavyweight champ to me. I think I think it's your is I, like I, really I think do. okay yeah Jamal Jamal needs to be sure. I think he needs to be legitimized yeah. through a win with Jiri. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean it's just a, again it's too early and also I, I do want to overstate this that. That whole video is him doing pad work on a freaking boat. So, like, I don't know how well you're able to really plant and yeah. throw strikes. So I think good thing to keep in mind. Yeah, then. it's something definitely good to it's keep on vacation in mind. mode too. To yeah. <laughs> if I'm on vacation mode, I might not have my balance yeah. all intact, and my my punches <laughs> might not look too good either. So true, true. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely worried. And one person actually did comment, and it was a good comment. Actually, got me thinking. Was so look at that video and just remove all of just like don't even look at Jerry, just look at the punches and remove like all of the footage that you've seen of him and like his whole like, you know, mythos, I guess, if you want to say yeah. or career. And you just viewed that as a guy. Is that guy being Jamal Hill? And my answer is, whoa, no, no, no chance. No. Not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. See, when you look at it like that, it's just like. It's real worrying, and especially for one of the most exciting guys in the division, it's got me a little. Yeah. It's just, it's just got me worried. We're stressing know. a little bit, but hopefully, yeah. it comes with time. Yeah, still, yeah. still, it's very, very early, early, very early. And yeah. I, I hope he does. He's my favorite at that at that division. I yeah. really hope he comes back. And like you said, Monty, when he comes back, there's going to be some fantastic. Fights I, yeah, I feel like it's been of. slow traffic since he's been gone. I, I think they're, they're waiting on him almost. That's what it feels like to me, at least. Yeah, it felt like we had like a couple months there where it was just all light heavyweight fights, which yeah. year Pachash Gown, they were like, oh crap, we got to figure out a new light heavyweight champion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> think fast type of word. Yeah, and then after that, they just like kind of put it up there and they're like, all right, we're just going to keep that there until Jerry comes Jamal back. Jamal Hill. It's like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah, so obviously, hopefully, Jira, Jiri. 
gets better, continues with his recovery, and hopefully posts a couple other videos of him looking a little bit better. We'll see. Um, last little bit of news before we wrap up, though. Nate Diaz receiving a arrest warrant by New Orleans oh police after Crazy. an altercation with the fake Logan Paul. It's been all over social the media. The fake Logan Paul. Yeah. That kills me. I think that's so funny. <laughs> no, it's so, it's so <laughs> wild. But, uh, yeah, the whole altercation, I really don't even know what led up to it. I just saw the video where... They start pushing at each other. It looks like, I guess, fake Logan Paul <laughs> is, like, really not trying to push the altercation. Um, but then Nate Diaz eventually just, like, gets a hold of the guillotine and just does not let go and just, like, continues to choke this guy out, brings him over to, like, the actual street and just lays him out and he's out cold. <laughs> yeah. is crazy. It, it's, you know, I don't know the context of what occurred prior <laughs> yeah. to that moment but what i have to say is it was pretty dumb of nate diaz you know yeah. with this fight leading up and <laughs> I, I feel know. like this is ex- i feel like somehow this was set up by you know Jake what Paul. you know what i'll say i think he set this up i know that's <laughs> what i was thinking too actually which is so funny i was like what kind of marketing scheme is there like a bottle of prime somewhere no. like where is it <laughs> Just it's, it's in. so yeah. in jake paul's character though is it not like i could see oh. jake paul like hiring this dude and being like yo just push his buttons until he snaps <laughs> yeah. because i feel like you know obviously i think nate diaz would beat jake paul of course so i think maybe jake paul was getting a little nervous put some kid up to him was like yeah we got it we we gotta end this fight <laughs> yeah. but i can't get out of this Let me t- is this not the most like nate diaz thing ever oh it is like it this is. is what like it's like again. right up there with him throwing water bottles at, at Conor Conor at, yeah. what was that ufc 202 yeah. it's the yeah. most yeah, nate like diaz thing like it's also the most yeah jake paul thing so oh, it's kind of yeah. it kind of just made me like hmm, what's great. going on here that's it, why I, it's funny I but love, if this wasn't a marketing thing like what what a, a moron what, well yeah one what, what a moron but also like everyone wants to see that fight now so i guess a good promotion yeah i guess yeah. it did work yeah, because did. i really kind of forgot it was happening for a minute i'm not yeah. gonna lie i'm so over the whole jake paul thing do i like jake paul i'm not gonna lie i kind of do i kind of do i kind of like jake paul but it just seems like a lot recently has been kind of almost like a joke like you know people don't yeah. take it serious it's kind of the whole internet scheme leading up to it all yeah. the fake drama it's a little cheesy for my liking i think so i'm kind of i've been sick of it lately but after this occurred it grabbed my attention again so maybe that was the whole point like you said i think that's a great way to look at it and a I lot of people were slipping away until this moment the difference is with jake paul like i feel like <clears throat> when he builds up a lot of fights it's like a lot of words yeah they, you know just a lot of talking but with nate diaz you get action yeah obviously as we can see with a tangible and I love it. with, I love with it. fake yeah. logan paul we have seen yeah. action. he saw a lot of action uh, you know i, <laughs> yeah, say, I say this on every show it takes a special type of person not everybody can enter the fight business and the the ds boys you, you know they're just middle fingers to the sky yeah. uh marijuana smoking guys it's like it's like you want to spend a day with them because they're so real they're so authentic um, this is just so like Nate Diaz, like yeah, very just effective. lays a dude out in the street. I know. Like, oh it's, my! I gotta ask perfect. though, what do it's we think is going to happen for this Jake Paul fight? Do oh. we think it's still gonna happen? You know what? I see it happening. Yeah, it's it maybe depends. Push it back. I, I, I mean, don't... it really depends on like if what he occurs. gets arrested or not. Like, because yeah. I think if he turns himself in and like he really talks it out, like you. But his will lawyers, he? See, that's the thing. That's I don't. Not, I, that's not I, Nate, I really don't know. That's not Nate Diaz. I know that might not happen. But also, like that's the smart thing to do like it is if you actually like don't want to spend time in jail like just do that it is the smart thing to do but who are we dealing with here i don't know if the smart thing's always the (laughs) the smart thing would have been not to knock out a fake logan paul (laughs) in the streets of like where were they like new orleans like why is Nick diaz like walking around like new orleans anyways before this fight like Uh, partying i don't know but we'll see how that pans out yeah i'm excited to see how it pans out i mean like yeah oh my god it's so interesting i love this dude that's the most nate diaz thing of all time 
But um, yeah, I think uh, that'll do it for this installment of Pound for Pound. Make sure to tune into the UFC fights this Saturday and our recap episode next week, breaking down all the results. Before we go, I want to give a massive shout-out to my hosts, Riley Amade, our producer, Brian Raybacks, on the sticks, and, of course, our sports director here at WFUV, Bobby C. I'm Andrew Crenary, and Pound for Pound is a production of WFUV Sports. Thank you.